Hey there, and welcome back. Uh, it's Kyle Club. This will be the MMA <coughs> series episode number three. Um, let's jump into it. Uh, this past weekend was UFC Fight Night 146 on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the prelims and main card were both on ESPN+, Plus, which is pretty cool. In one place just to watch the fights. Um... Uh, to start off the night, it was Alex White versus Dan Moret, or Moret, not sure how you say it, but Alex White got the decision. Um, I don't remember too much from this fight, because it was the first fight, um, from what I remember, the guy that won pretty much just, not that he dominated, like it was a decent fight to start out the night, and there was some exciting moments, but he, he definitely won the decision, um, so congrats to him. Uh, next fight was a welterweight matchup between Alex Morano and Zach Otto. Um, I've seen Zach Otto fight before, but not Morano. But supposedly in the past, Otto has called out Alex Morano. Um, I guess on two separate occasions. For some reason, he wanted this fight. Maybe he saw something that he maybe saw a weakness he could exploit or something like that. But, um... And I think uh, Morano took it personally and was like, why does this guy keep wanting to fight me? You know, does he think he could beat me? And he went out there and dominated Otto from the beginning bell. Uh, hit him with some with some pretty good punches. Um, and then I think he, I believe he finished him on the ground, some ground and pound in the first round. Um, kid looked really good. Uh, looked pretty dominant. Um... How old is he? Let me check that up. Let me check that right quick. Is it, is the website going to tell me? UFC website is like really fancy. They got some nice graphics and stuff, but they don't give you things you want to see. I just want to see this guy's the stats, bro. What's his baseball card stats? Uh, how old is this motherfucker? They're not gonna tell me. They're gonna make me just Google him. Okay, there he is. Oh, he's only two. I was gonna say he's only. He's 28. Which I mean, isn't too young in the fight game, but. He looks. Uh, he looked pretty good. I don't know if he's ready for top 15 yet in 170, because 170 is pretty stacked. Um, where Woodley was the champ and now Kamara Usman's the champ uh, there's a lot of guys in that division um, so I don't know if he's top 15 ready but definitely somebody on the cusp of that who's also like kind of outside looking in uh, it'd be an interesting fight um, I think he definitely has potential to be top 15 uh, someday someday soon in the future so he had a good performance. Uh, next fight was between Luis Smoka and Matt Schnell. Um, I actually bet a little money on Luis Smoka uh, right before the fight started just because he's a name and I seen him fight and this and that and he was an underdog. I ended up losing. I didn't bet too much. Uh, Matt Schnell looked pretty good. He dominated him. 
from the opening bell pretty much hit him with some good straight punches straight to the face rattled him took him to the ground got the submission I don't remember what he got for the submission but I do remember he pretty much dominated him was like damn that was throwing money down a black hole just for no reason and I knew it as soon as they were walking out I was like oh this guy's gonna beat him I don't know why but and most of the time I'm wrong I feel like um but the times you're right, you remember the times you're right, but I was going to say, sometimes you can tell between the demeanor and when guys are walking up to the cage, um, you know, if they're confident or not. Uh, and I don't know, Schnell just looked more confident, and he just looked like, I mean, the better fighter, and he was. So he won. Um, the next fight... Uh, was a it was a decent it was a pretty good fight actually. Um, it's between Mo Green, Maurice Green, and Jeff Hughes. Um, so I guess these guys fought earlier in their careers. They might have fought twice. Now they fought once in a five round match, I think, and might have been for a title fight, but I don't know that for sure. Um, but yeah, these two guys fought. And I believe Jeff Hughes won the first time, yeah. Um, so Maurice was looking to revenge his loss. Um, Maurice is like seven foot tall. Maurice Green. I don't think he's really seven feet tall, but that dude is pretty tall. Might be six something, I don't know. Um, I'm about to check that real quick. But um, it was a good fight back and forth. Um, honestly, I thought Jeff Hughes won definitely the third round. And maybe you could have gave him, I don't know. I think he won the fight. Um, but the judges ended up giving it to Maurice Green. So he avenged his previous loss. And uh, um, yeah, good shit, dude. Oh, he's from Norfolk. Shout out to Norfolk, Virginia. He's 79 inches. What is that? I can't do fucking math. You made me do math, UFC. Come on. What the fuck? 79.00. The fuck is this? I know, what, 7 feet, or 6 feet is 72 inches. So he's six seven. Okay, so he's not seven foot, but still six seven. What weight class are they in? And this website sucks. Y'all need a new web designer. Just a fucking consultant guy can tell you, hey, this shit sucks. Navigation's terrible. Um, I don't even know what I was looking for anymore, man. Oh, wait, heavyweight. Okay, at least 6-7 at heavyweight. That's what I was looking for, the fucking division. So I got sidetracked with this UFC website. It's not... It's fancy, like they made an update, but information, navigation stuff, it's a little clunky. And yeah, and I, I work on computers, you know. Yeah, it looks cool, it looks fancy, but, you know, it makes it a little harder on your end users. A little hard to find stuff, things like that, but fuck it. 
Uh, it was a good fight. Uh, congrats to both of them. And I remember uh, last MMA podcast I had, I did a preview to this fight. And uh, in the Google search for this fight, Marie Green versus Jeff Hughes, they have a Asian lady, Asian UFC fighter. Uh, their picture for Jeff Hughes's like picture where his picture supposed to be, and they still have it. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's a conspiracy. I'm just kidding. Um, it was a good fight. Uh, the next fight was between Grant Dawson and Julian Arosa, uh, which ended up being a good fight. Um, Somebody, I think the announcers were saying that <clears throat> they thought Dawson would, you know, just grapple with Arosa, put him up against the cage, put him on the ground, put him on his back, and grind him out and, you know, get him out of there pretty easily. Um, I never saw Grant Dawson fight before, so I, I wasn't sure how accurate that would be. But that was essentially his game plan. He went after him. Uh, close distance, pressured him, put him up against the cage, put him on his back line. His takedowns were great. Uh, his pressure was just amazing. Um, Julian Arosa, uh, I've seen him fight on the Contender Series. Um, I think it was the second season. And um, I didn't know this, but he had been signed with the UFC before. Um, had a couple fights, like, I don't remember how many, but lost a couple fights. The UFC released him, and then so he just went right back to the regional circuit or you know wherever, and won three or more fights. Got the call of the contender series, won that fight, I believe. Um, I think he won a fight after that, and then maybe this is his second loss in a row. Let me check that. But I've seen him fight before. He's a tall, uh, lanky guy for featherweight, 145. Damn, yeah, he's tall and long as fuck for fucking featherweight. Um, but yeah, he lost his last fight before this as well. Um, oh, there's Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah, Smith fucked him up. Smith is nasty. Follow that dude on Instagram now. Twitter. But, uh... Yeah, he didn't... Uh, Rosa didn't really get established his distance. Um, Dawson was really good at pressuring him. And... Although he took him down a couple times, Rosa looked really good on his back. Showed some really good... Um, you know, just jujitsu off his back and, and got up a bunch of times, you know, but then he got taken down again. Um, he did stuff a couple takedowns here and there, but for the most part, Dawson led the dance. Uh, Rosa definitely landed some punches here and there, but I think Dawson won every round clearly. Um, congrats to him. He's, he's a pretty good guy. Um, 145, that's... That's a pretty stacked division. Um, it used to be where McGregor was at, but I guess now that's Holloway's division now, and he pretty much cleaned it out. Um, there's still Aldo, um, Marlon Moraes, 
Dante Mocano, well, also Marais, I think. Um, I would really like to see Marais fight for that title. But Holloway's moving up to 55 for interim belt. In coming up weeks or months. But uh, I think Dawson might be ready for a top 15 guy. Um, I think he definitely has a skill set. This guy is super young. If I can remember, he's like 23 or 22. We're going to start seeing more you know, kids and more athletes like this, um, I think, in the UFC to where you know, they grew up and they saw UFC 1 or they watched it as a child. And so they elect to do that instead of football or, you know, whatever, basketball or whatever. You know, the guys that aren't as big, you know, the guys that would do wrestling and then you might do college wrestling, but, you know, there's not really anything above that except Olympics, which is awesome, but you don't get paid as much. You know, you, you can be a star from the UFC. A lot of people watch it. I mean, people watch wrestling too, but... um. I don't know, I think you'll start seeing more and more, um, I guess, fighters that grow up, you know, doing this. And by the time they're ready for the octagon, the big show, you know, this guy's 23. He's already had two fights in the UFC, and he looked really fucking good. So he'll definitely be a top 15 guy someday. I think someday pretty soon. Um, 13-1. I think I literally just said that, but yeah. Um, and who knows where Julian Juicy J goes from here, Erosa. Um, he lost his last fight pretty devastatedly. Um, and, you know, although he lost this one, he showed some skill. You know, he definitely, he has He's just really long. I don't think he uses his distance as well as he should. Like, his hands are already down. Always down. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to critique the guy. He kicked my ass. But, um, I don't know. I think the UFC should keep him around. It seems like, you know, he's, you know, he's a professional fighter. He might not ever make top 15 in that division. But he can you know, be like a testing, you know, a veteran guy that just stays on the roster, he makes, you know, a couple hundred thousand, and uh, makes a nice living, you know, if the guy is destroying people in the lower divisions, he has nowhere else to go, so I mean, you just float around here, you can be testing a, a guy for test, testing out prospects coming up, or, you know, he definitely has the build, and I can tell you a skill, but I don't know if I'll ever make it to the tippy top. Neither will I. So, uh, congrats to congrats to you for at least at least uh, getting in a cage with another human being. I couldn't do that. Um, so the next fight was an exciting fight. Um, I was looking forward to this fight. Um, it was Marianne Ranau versus Yana Kuditskaya. Um. And it was a really good fight. I thought Kuna... Now, uh, I think the crowd was booing. And some people were a little... Uh, iffy about the decision. Um, Kuniskaya won it and won by decision. Um, I believe 29-28 on all three judge scorecards. 
um, which I think is accurate. I think she landed more, had a higher volume the first two rounds, so they definitely won. I think she got a couple takedowns as well. And then Renau pretty much beat up Kuninsky in the third round. I think she broke her nose in the second. Or it might have been earlier, I don't know. Um, and so Kuninsky's face was just beaten up. You could tell she was hurt. And, uh, you know, not that she was hurt, but, like, to where it compromised her fighting. But she had taken a bunch of damage just to her face. Um, and she was beat up. But I think they made the right decision. It was an exciting fight. Um, congrats to both ladies. Um, it's a great match. I look forward to both of them. Seeing them both in the cage. Now, what was that? That was at 135. So I know Kunitskaya fought Cyborg. Um, I don't think it was her last fight. Okay, so she was nine, or now is six. So she might be top five now, depending on how the other fights in the division shake out. But, uh, let me see your event results. Uh, she beat Lena Landsberg. Yeah, I watched that fight yesterday, actually. So she beat Lena Landsberg after she lost to Cyborg uh, at 45. So who knows? Um, maybe one day she'll fight for the 135 title versus Amanda Nunes. Um, I don't see anybody beating Amanda Nunes right now. Who knows? She might not even stick around that long. We'll see. But uh, look forward to her now back in the cage. Um, she's four years old, believe it or not. She looks amazing for four years old. And, I mean, yeah, she looked very skilled in there. Um, and she lost her last fight to the Katsangano. Beat Sarah Man. Won her fight before that. So she'll, she might still be top 10, might drop a little out, but she'll get another, you know, top 15 opponent. And who knows? You win, you're back in that title chase. Uh, she put on a great performance, so I don't think she should drop that much. Um, just if she had a little more volume in the first two rounds, she might have won the fight. You know, Kuniskaya definitely had more volume or... Um, in the first two rounds, but it wasn't any, like, knockout punches or damaging punches. Renal definitely had the more damaging punches, but it wasn't until later on. And, you know, that's just how the judging system goes, round-to-round uh, -round judging scoring system. And that's how the way it is. So, uh, um, to finish out the prelims, uh, the featured prelim fight was Rocco Martin, for Sergio Moraes, uh, Anthony Rocco Martin, and you know, this was a great performance by Rocco. Um, he ended up getting the decision um, at a three-round bout, um, and basically just picked up Moraes, um, or picked him apart. Um, lots of leg kicks, lots of long punches, and things keeping him on the distance. Um, you know, just kind of beat him up. It didn't really look like, you know, Marais was definitely frustrated in there. Maybe he wasn't prepared. Maybe, you know, I don't want to say a guy's not prepared when he walks out of the octagon to face another human being in mutual combat, mutual hand-to-hand -hand combat. Um, 
basically agreeing to a duel, but without with a gun, um, for money, which is kind of awesome. But also, yeah, I mean, he's awesome. Um, but I don't know. He he definitely looked frustrating. Maybe that was with Rocco. He kind of he was picking him apart, and he showed you know pretty. At least had intelligence. I uh, fight IQ and. Congrats to him. I watched his, uh, he did a post-interview on the ESPN Plus uh, post-fight show, and he's a, he's a funny dude, um, a good personality, um, and we'll see, well, that was 170, right? Yeah. Um, I think he might be ready for top 15. He's not... I don't know. Uh, welterweight stack, but he might be ready for a top 15 guy. Someone right outside of it. We'll see. So that finished up with the prelims. And then rolling into the main card is Tim Bosch versus Amari Akhmedov. Um, Akhmedov won the decision. Three-round decision. Um, I think there was some, at least some controversy this from the crowd. Um... Uh, do they give a buy round statistic? Yeah, let's see that. Um, Bosch had more strikes in the first, except Akhmedov had more significant strikes. Akhmedov definitely won the second round, had double significant strikes. Um, and Bosch landed more in the third. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I honestly, I have to watch the fight again. Um, but just from the statistics alone, it looked like Bush definitely won the third, and I think I remember him winning the third. And at the end of the fight, I was like, "Well, I think," because I remember thinking, "Well, I don't like that they're booing. I don't like period when people boo. It's like it's not the fighter's fault. Um, so there's some judges fuck it up, but uh." You know what it is with this. Some fights are close, and some people see fights a different way. Some people just look at numbers. Um, some people determined by power. It's very subjective, and it's subjective to three guys or three ladies that don't really need to pass a test to have you know a knowledge on the sport. They're just people. They're just judges. You know, they're just pro- judges from the commission. Um, and who knows, there's probably, I'm sure there's really good judges out there, but there's bad judges as well, obviously. Because we can only notice the bad ones. But, um, yeah, it was a good fight all in all. Um, and it could have gone either way in my eyes. Um, so next fight was Benil Dariush versus Drew Dober. And this was a very exciting fight. Um, get me sick. I'm gonna still call high club motherfuckers. But uh yeah, this was exciting fight. Drew Dober came out, looked pretty strong in the first round. Put uh put a lot of good punches on Dariush, had him wobbled, had him close to finish. Um you know, he got beat up a little bit in that first round. And then <clears throat> He ended up uh, 
I don't remember exactly how I ended up getting getting it on the ground. But he ended up uh, getting in the ground, uh, grinding Dober out, and uh, getting the armbar submission. And it was cool how he explained it after, and I believe... I, I think he was the one explained it out there. I don't think a commentator explained it, because Felder's more of a stand-up guy. I don't think... I mean, Anik might know. Um... Who knows? Feller's probably a black boot belt in jujitsu, and I don't know it. Shows shows how much I know. But <laughs> here goes my opinion anyway. <laughs> uh, Dariushi explained it for sure on the post fight show on ESPN Plus, the USC post fight show. Um, and he had to him, which looked like he was attempting a Kimura, um, but he said it was a Kimura lock or. You know, it was kind of just a bait or a trick to where... <clears throat> and he said he heard uh, the opponent, Drew Dober's corner, yelling, Oh, he's going for Kimura, Kimura, watch it. And he said, it's really... He, no, I'm not going for a Kimura. Um, it's really a Kimura trap. That's what he said. And that, you know, he's looking for an armbar or a choke after that. You know, once he moves to defend the Kimura, he really slided into something else you know, depending on their movement, um, and that was really interesting how, have him explain it in his words, because he has, he has top of the notch food chain jujitsu, and it was, it was shown there, and it was beautiful, um, we got the submission with, was that 18 seconds left in the second round, uh, it was pretty impressive, um, I guess supposedly, uh, he, he talked to Drew Dober after the fight, and he said as he was getting that armbar, he felt his elbow pop out three separate occasions. And he was like, okay, well, this guy's just crazy. Like, he doesn't care about his arm dislocating. Um, but he also had him in a in a headlock or a triangle. Um, he had him in the armbar triangle choke. So he said he ended up tapping because of the choke, actually, and not the armbar. So I guess technically he won by choke, a triangle choke. Um, either way, it's fucking nasty, and it was it was cool to hear him explain it in his words. A very elegant speaker too. Um, yeah, good fucking win. Um, ooh, how active has he been? I feel like I haven't seen him fight in a while. I mean, I know his name, but I feel like. I feel like he lost his last fight. He did versus Alex Hernandez. He got beat up. And Durham, they don't have a result. That was back in March, so about a year layoff. I oh, know he fought Moises in November, but before that, got knocked out by Hernandez. Huh. So knows he'll. He should be, man, he should be competing for a top 15 spot for sure. He's not ranked right now, but he's definitely a top 15 guy on any given night. A lightweight, lightweight stack, though, 155. But he's definitely top 15. Uh, next fight was heavyweight fight versus Blagoy Ivanov and Ben Rothwell. 
Um, I think this one had a little controversy, at least in the eye of the crowd. I'm looking at the statistics, and honestly, myself, I thought Rothwell um, won the fight, but I'm definitely a little biased because I'm a Rothwell fan, and you know his stance and the way he was unorthodox and he's fighting, especially as a big man, it was just very entertaining to watch. Um, so I definitely just felt like I gave the edge just because of that and because he's American the other guy's not the other guy fought a very good fight Black away Ivanov Ivanov yep um total strikes and everything looks pretty fucking even I'm gonna go by round so I think uh Rothwell was definitely more aggressive and he was charging the whole time while Ivanov was just kind of circling to his right and as Rothwell would come in he'd hit him with either that overhand right or a straight jab and that was pretty much it I mean sufficient uh, first round he had 19 total strikes to 9 so he definitely won the first round yeah I think yeah I mean the second round was even so who knows I think you should be able to give draws, man. And Rothwell won the third round, and I remember that. So, man, honestly, I think it should have been a draw. So, and I think you should be able, there should be more draws. I don't think it should be a 10-point must scoring system, in my opinion. You know, I'm no expert, but I am a pretty, I'm a fan, and I think it's ridiculous I don't know. I think it would be solved if you got rid of the 10-point must. So I think to start out every round, you know, we can still have it round by rounds and everything, that scoring system. We can keep it 0 through 10 so it's not too different for the judges. Because the main thing we have to do is make sure the judges are fucking on board with it. And we have to simplify it for them so we get the decisions that we as fans and fight fans and people who actually follow the sport and know the sport think should happen. So we gotta dumb it down for these fucking judges that are screwing it up. And the system's not, it's not a good system as well. But, and I'm no expert, but my, I think it, every, at the beginning of every round, each fighter starts with nine points. And in order to get that ten, you have to win the round. You know, we can define it by the same rules right now by what wins around. And so, if it's, you know, f- for example, if it is the second round of the Blagoy Ivanov and Ben Rathwell fight, you know, total strikes 29 to 28. Total significant strikes 29 to 28. Guys were only throwing bombs and they both landed bombs back and forth. They both had their moments. No one clearly won that round. It's very. You can't objectively say somebody won that round. It's really off personal opinion. It's like, hey, um, you can literally be like, what? I like that guy's tattoo, so I'm going to give him the round. You know, they both landed the same percentages. So instead of giving, just picking, you know, flipping a coin of the tail or having some personal bias come in, you know, we want to try to eliminate bias as much as possible. People are obviously biased, so judges will be biased. And so to, in order to prevent that, just give it 9-9. Nine, nine. If you clearly can't tell that somebody won that round, 9-9. Nine, nine. 
keep it that way. I think you have to earn that 10th point. So then, you know, I think Rothwell earned the third round. So he would get that round and be 10-9. And I think Ivanov won the f- earned the tenth, would have earned the 10th point. So it would have been 19-9. And then it would have been a draw. And, you know, draws suck. You know, as people and as human beings, we want, you know, if somebody's going to fight or partake in any course especially if they're keeping score um, you want to know who the winner or loser is and you know you know I don't honestly here I don't see a clear winner or loser I really didn't um, so that's why you say oh I, I could see it could go in both ways you literally can and I think it should be a draw um, you know, and then you keep the same rules as far as the 10-8 rounds go. So if a guy wins a round, he's clearly won that round. So he's got the 10 points. All right. Once he gets that 10 point, the next question is, did he dominate that round from beginning to end? Or, you know, knock it down a couple times. So he definitely, you know, uh, he definitely won that bitch. So then you give him a 10-8 there. So he earned it, and then his opponent got fucked up. So then... You drop opponent down to eight. You know, you got dominated, so minus one point for you. Um, that's how it is. You know, you came in neutral, and you got dominated, so minus one. And I think that would solve a lot. You'd have a shit ton more draws, but I think you'd have fighters going for it a little more as well. You know, a lot of times people are like, all right, I got that first round of the bag because my opponent did nothing. It was a feel-me-out round from him. He's a slow starter. I threw 10 punches, landed, or I threw 20 punches, landed 10 of them. I won that round because he landed one punch. And it's fucking boring. You know, you should have to win that round. Um, I think fighters would be more active. We'd actually end up seeing more finishes, and they'd be more exciting for everybody. Because the scoring system sucks. And I think that'd be the simplest way to fix it instead of being, you know, and add maybe two more judges as well. Um, So then we wouldn't have as many draws. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? That's my take on that. I'm going to stop talking about it. Um, Still got a couple more fights to go through. So the next fight was between Tim Means and Nico Price. Uh, And this was an exciting one-round fight. Um, And these guys traded back and forth. Honestly, Means was getting the best of Price. Um, I'd say most of the fight, uh, he just seemed like that savvy veteran in there like he is. Um... He saw his distance a little better. Um, got some good kicks off. Um, definitely had Price hurt. And I thought he had him stumbling and he almost had him finished. And then Nico Price just connected with one great hook slash uppercut straight to the jaw. And it dropped Means and he finished him. This first time Means has ever been finished, I believe, or at least KO'd. And uh, wow. And I have retweeted it several times on on Twitter. It was it was crazy highlight because he's getting pieced up, and then he just he even said in the post uh, the post show um, he felt his heel hit the cage, and he said, "All right, here here it goes," and he just threw a bomb and landed perfectly, and it worked out. He got the finish. Um, so good shit for him. I was hyped about that because I had a decent amount of money on it. Um, and Price was the only dog. I thought, I thought, uh, 
smartfully so means as a veteran has the experience he's at, he actually seemed longer and a bigger guy in there and stronger as well and actually seemed like the better fighter for the, the yeah he just seemed like the better fighter but uh price ended up connecting with one punch and you know that's why it's a fight and it's fucking awesome um congrats to him i think he got a performance bonus i haven't really looked those up but um uh, yeah, it was a good fight. Uh, congrats to him. I don't know if he's top 15 yet, but, but uh, he's definitely got potential. How old is he? I don't know. Let's see. We'll see where Tim Means goes from here. He's 29. So, yeah. Um, he's had a hell of a career. I'm sure he'll keep fighting. Oh, yeah, and he broke his leg, and I forgot he said it. Uh, I think an alert came out today. He needs surgery, so we'll, we'll have to get surgery and rehab all that. So it'll take a while. Who knows if we'll fight again. I'd love to watch him fight again. He's great to watch. And, yeah, I think he should be, I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer, but he might be. Depends on who's running it when his career's done. But he should definitely... He's definitely recognized by USC fans, so that's dope. Um, and the co-main co event was between, I don't, I'm going to butcher his name, Elizeo Dos Santos and Curtis Millinder. Um, never seen Dos Santos fight. Uh, Elizeo Dos Santos. Um, that dude's nasty. And they said before the fight... Uh, this is probably the best welterweight you've never heard of. And I never heard of him, honestly, before this fight. Um, and they were right. Dude's a beast. Millinder's a beast. Dude, Millinder fucked somebody up in his last fight. But uh, Dos Santos was ranked, I said he's 14th now, maybe the update of the rankings, but he was ranked 15th uh, previously. Um, and Millinder is 17 and 4. And yeah, he's fucked up. A couple guys coming in. You seem probably like the better athlete. Um, maybe better on the feet. We didn't see too much, but uh, Dos Santos took him on the ground, and he's a world class jujitsu uh, expert and submitted him pretty quickly. Um, how did he submit him? Uh, I don't remember. I think he just choked him out. Yeah. I think he just got it back and choked him out. Really naked choke. Not sure. I don't remember. But dude's a beast. Uh, he deserves somebody in that top 10, man. He really does at 170. Uh, I liked him. like to see him with... Uh, I don't know. Somebody with... Uh, I'd like to see him with, versus striker with good uh, takedown defense. One say a Robbie Lawler, I wouldn't get feed him to the wolves like that. Like damn. Okay, let's go to the rankings tab. Let me see what who's at one seventy, top fifty. Ooh, you know who I'd like to see him verse? I'd like to see, uh, Neil Magny. I don't know if his takedown defense is the best, but I. Could, Say Neil Magny, or have him fight Damian Maya. That'd be a cool fight. That'd be a cool fight. 
Who's is Damian Maya? Yeah, dude. We got above him Gunnar Nelson. He's about to fight Leon uh, Edwards, who's also obviously in there. Masvidal is about to fight too. Yeah, I'd say either Neil Magny or Damian Maya for Dos Santos would be a great fight. Robbie Lawler is there at eight. If they don't do the Askren fight, I feel like Lawler would probably fuck him up. And even Santin Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's a big ass dude. I feel like Santiago would probably mess him up. But if he doesn't have a fight, you know, fight him. Or even RDA. Rafael Dos Anjos. You know. Any of those guys. He definitely deserves it. He's had a long winning streak. Uh, and I think he's ready for those top dudes. He said he's ready, so we'll see. And then, last but definitely not least, the heavyweight fight. The Ned main event, the headliner uh, Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis and Junior, Segano Dos Santos um, and honestly this fight went exactly how I thought it would uh, Dos Santos just picked Lewis apart he was just the more active, the more agile just a more fluid fighter um Uh, just overall um, and you know yeah Lewis um, can knock anybody out in the world with one punch he's a fucking powerhouse he's a huge dude cuts down to 265 so I think when he's in the cage he's like 280 he's like NFL f football player size you know he's a little undersized probably for the NFL but uh you know, he, he could pass for an NFL athlete. Um, but Dos Santos is just uh, more fluid on his feet, uh, more fluid in his strikes, more fluid in his combinations. And he throws a lot of one-twos, a lot of combos. And, and just picked him apart. He hit Dos Santos with, or he hit uh, Lewis with a beautiful spinning back kick straight to the gut. Um, I'm not sure if it hit his liver or solar plexus or where, but it obviously affected Lewis right away. I don't know how he survived that first round, but he just gutted it out, no pun intended. And it didn't look like it bothered him too much in the second round, but it was definitely still hurting him, you could tell. Um, you know, he didn't really have the same steam on his punches and he already looked gassed he wasn't gassed like tired but you could tell a piece had been taken out of him um, and Dos Santos just ended up finishing it and you know had a really good fucking fight and dude deserves to be in the championship uh, conversation 100% I'd love to see him fight DC I think that'd be an amazing fight um, and Dos Santos said this on the post-fight show, and he said, you know, they're trying to wait for DC to fight Brock Lesnar, you know, because they want to reward DC and get him this money so he can retire happily rich and fat and rich. Um, but, you know, just the fact that a guy that doesn't, you know, hasn't fought, I mean, yes, Brock Lesnar has fought, 
before, but he hasn't been training. Right now, I'm sure he's been training now, but he hasn't been in the ring there, man. There's guys that have been doing this for years, and he just gets to step in and fight for the title. And I don't think he's title-worthy. He might not even be top 15. He's probably top 15. He could definitely take some of these guys down and just beat their face in. But he's not top five, dude. He's just not. Um, I feel like if he was, they should feed him a top. You know, if he really wants to fight and come back, he has to fight a top 15th rank guy. You know, fight Blagojevina, fight Arlovsky, Ty Tuivasa, you know, Alexei Olenek, Justin Willis. Fight one of those guys. And then fight a top five guy, and then you can fight for the title. But he doesn't want to do that. It's it's all about the money. He's he's a brand name. Of course, if this any Lesnar fight, it, people are gonna pay for it because he's a WWE star. You know, he's a little more than just a fighter. He's an entertainer, and yeah, that's how the cookie crumbs. <laughs> Make money, you're gonna get opportunities. But, uh, so, I don't know. I'm just going to leave DC out of this and just pretend like he's not really the champ and the title's blank vacant. I mean, he is the champ, but he's not going to fight anybody to defend his belt. He's not going to defend it. Uh, he's just looking to fight Brock, and I don't think, I mean, he is the champ because he fucked up Stipe. But you gotta, you got to defend the belt, man. Honestly, I think Nagano is probably the first guy in line. Um, even though he'd probably just wrestle on the ground and beat him pretty well. But who knows? Um, yeah, I'd love to see JDS. He said he wants to be out there very quickly. He's got a daughter that's about to be born, though, so he's going to wait for that, wait for that to be all settled. And dude, what an electrifying guy. He brings so much emotion to the fight game. A lot of passion you can tell and he just loves being there he loves people he loves being alive such a positive guy um i'm glad to see him back in and he looks really fucking sharp man you know honestly i love to see a rematch between him and stipe you know if uh you know stipe wants that belt or he wants to fight dc he wants to get a rematch but i don't think it's coming buddy and you know, either, you know, Stipe can fight Francis again. It'd probably be a better move. It'd probably be a bigger fight. But JDS is there too. I mean, I'd love to see JDS versus all the top guys above him. I'd love to see him versus Kane. Uh, even though Kane just ripped his knee apart, so he'll be out for a little bit. Uh, Overeem is up there. I don't know what Overeem's doing. Is he signed to fight anybody? I don't know. Uh, Volkov uh, versus Alexander Volkov. That'd be a good fight. Uh, versus JDS, uh, Derek Blades. I mean, just beat Derek Lewis, who's the number three guy, so he's right there in the top contention. So, I mean, you gotta do something, man. Man, Overeem's not signed to do anything as of yet. But, yep, that was. JDS looked great. Bad Beast you know, got a little messed up. Uh, hope he heals up a little bit and gets back out there and. You know, don't stop posting those Instagram videos. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, 
and congrats on a decent night of fights um so what i'm gonna do now i'm actually gonna take a break i'm gonna take a pause break uh after recapping that it took 48 minutes so pause this i'll insert a little little ad so it's not at the beginning and annoying um it will just be in the middle so you know when there's a break um and where's the separation point between the recap and the preview for this uh weekend's coming up fights which is you'll see fight night 147 i believe also on espn plus great and the main event is darren till versus jorge masvidal co-main leon edwards versus gunner nelson and then vulcan olstamir versus dominic reyes plus many more um i'll be back to talk about that in a little bit uh and yeah peace all right welcome back uh I will now preview the upcoming fights on Saturday, March 16th from the O2 Arena in London. Uh, main event is Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, it was a good co-main event, good uh, fight before the co-main event as well. Um, just first off, honestly, I don't know. It looks like most of the fighters on the undercards or the prelims, so I honestly will not talk about too much of these fights, um, and yeah, I'll just mention their names, but I don't know them, if I do, I'll give a quick comment, what I think, uh, in that moment, but I will primarily, let me check the main card, yeah, I really, yeah, I'll primarily focus on the top three fights of the night, the last three fights, just so you're aware. So let's get to it. Uh, first fight of the night is Mike Grundy versus Nod Naramani. Uh, I've never seen either of these guys fight before, never heard of them. They at least give me records. No, they don't want to do that. So yeah, that's the first fight of the night. Next fight after that is Molly McCann versus Priscilla Cachoeira, I'm guessing. 7-2 versus 8-1. I don't think I've seen either of them fight. I think I might have seen Molly McCann fight, but I don't remember. Uh, so good luck to both. Uh, the next fight of the night will be Danny Henry versus Dan Ainge. Uh, I've seen Dan Ainge fight. I've not seen Danny Henry fight, nor do I know who he is. Um, so if Ainge ends up being an underdog, I'll probably end up putting some money on him. Just because I know who he is. Nothing knocking against Danny Henry, but... Dude, what? This is 145 fight, and Danny Ainge is fucking 5'7", and Danny Henry's six foot. So you got a five inch height advantage, only two inch reach advantage and two inch leg advantage, but that's something you should think about and something I will think about before I place money on that. Shit, if Danny Hart's fuck or Danny Hart, Danny Henry's underdog, I'm gonna bet on him just cause, just cause he's tall. 
you know, having an advantage that way. And it said he's from the United Kingdom, so maybe he'll have a little extra juice uh, fighting in London. We'll see, you know. I wasn't going to look at any of these prelim fights uh, uh, as far as betting-wise, but I've got myself curious now, so I'm going to check just to check. And just hold on with me a second. And if you don't, whatever. Fuck off, then. <laughs> uh, almost there. So, um, so Danny Henry's actually a plus one twenty five underdog, and age is minus one forty five. I don't know if I'll. Scrap some money on that. I'll probably wait till right beforehand, you know, around fight night, and see see what the final line ends up being. Uh, so the next fight after that is Tom Breeze versus Ian Heinish. I'm assuming. Um, I know Tom Breeze. I've seen him fight a couple times. Fought with him a couple times. The UFC three video game good fighter as far as I know uh, I haven't seen Ian fight before but I'm assuming he's no he's no scrub obviously because he's in the UFC and because they're matching him up against Tom Breeze who you know is a veteran guy he's been in here for a little bit um what's odds on that Breeze is one minus 130 favorite Ian's plus 110 Pretty close there. Uh, next fight after that, I haven't ever seen either of these guys fight. We got a Romanian versus Russia light heavyweight, both six one. Got Nicole Nagumareno, I think, and Sabarbek Safarov. That's a cool name. Uh, good luck to both gentlemen. I'm not gonna give any input. Because I am unaware. Uh, you'd think if I'm doing an MMA podcast, I should do a little research. But fuck this motherfucker. It's still a Kyle High Club. So we're doing what I want to do. And just so you know, it's authentic. And I'm not... I don't know. I'm not doing whatever. Uh, next fight after this. This will be a good fight. Uh, this will be the second to last fight on the prelims. I'll definitely be watching this one. Mark Daikise, I think. Or it's Mark Daikise versus Joe Duffy. Um, it says they both lost their last fight. Mark Daikise is 12-3. Joe Duffy 16-3 from Ireland. Mark's from the Congo, both 5-10. So 155 fight. Same reach. Um, let's see who they last fought. Let's see, they both lost. I feel like they haven't fought in a little bit, but I could be wrong. Daikise last fought in July of last year, so a little less than a year, probably like eight months or so. Um, three round decision versus Happaras. Never heard of him, and they lost to Dan Hooker before that. Hitting man hooker. What a crazy fight versus uh, Bar- Edson Barboza. I actually saw that fight live uh, between Edson Barboza and the hangman, uh, Dan Hooker. 
Barbos just ate him up with kicks to the body. And he got the finish with the uh, body kick. I think he might be the only person in the UFC, uh, Barboza that is, that's got a stoppage by leg kick, body kick, and head kick. Uh, but yeah, I saw that live in Milwaukee. That was a fun night. Um, let's see, then Joe Duffy. Oh, he last fought James Vick. Oh, but a long, he hasn't fought in a while. Damn. November 4th of 2017. Sounds like two years. I mean, it's less than two years technically, but essentially two years. He hasn't fought a year and a half or so. He got knocked out by James Vick in the second round. And besides that, um, I think he's undefeated in the UFC. I know he lost versus Poirier. Yeah, besides lost to Poirier and Vic, he's undefeated in the UFC, which are two top ten guys. So, um, if Duffy can continue fighting, if he gets this win especially, um, you know, might see a number by his name sooner than later. Same thing with Daikise. I don't think he's fought any big-name guys or beat them. I mean, there's Duffy because he lost to the two big-name guys, but... uh. This will be an exciting match. As it's like a matchup for those guys right on the cusp of the top 15 range. Maybe not quite there, but they're definitely pretty close. Um, so I definitely look forward to that fight. Um, as far as prelims go, that's the one I'm most excited about. Um, and to close out the prelims, we got Arnold Allen versus Jordan Rinaldi. Um, I don't think I've seen either of these guys fight. Um, just because it's the featured prelim, I'll go ahead and look at their past fights and see if uh, something triggers a bell. So Allen is 13-1 in his career. He's 3-0 in the UFC. Um, and fought anybody I've heard of, or but that's okay. Jordan Rinaldi's 14-6, and this at 155, so it's not... As good of a record. Uh, he's 2-1 in the UFC. He fought Gregor Gillespie. Gregor Gillespie. So f- oh, and he fought Jason Knight. Jason Knight's a tough character. I'm pretty sure I probably watched that fight, but I don't remember it too much. But he ended up getting the decision. Lynn versus Jason Knight. Not top 15 guy, but definitely a UFC stable guy. Like, he has a career in the UFC. Um, probably can make more money elsewhere in like a, like a Bellator, maybe in one championship. But if you want to be the best of best, UFC is where it's at. And he lost to Gregor Gillespie, who, as I said earlier, is a monster. He deserves to be, I think he's had a number by his name last time I looked. Let me check it. Let me check, uh, Gillespie's, uh, ranking right here right quick. Because Gillespie's a beast. Who did he last fight? Forget who he last fight, but we're about to find out. That's the beautiful thing of information at your fingertips, bitch. Oh, yeah, I fucking fought Yancey Mierdos. And he fucked him up pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I think he deserves... 
Yeah, he's number 11 right now, so he definitely deserves a top 10 guy. Um, but we'll see uh, where he goes next. That'll be exciting. Um, so that closes out the prelims. Ronaldo versus um, Arnold Allen. Uh, to start off the, the main card... Got Jack Marshman versus John Phillips. I know I've heard John uh, Marshman's name before, I believe, but I can't remember any of his past fights. Uh, yeah, I don't know any of the guys he's past fought, but this guy's had several fights in the UFC. One, two, three, four. He's got five fights now. He lost his last one. Uh, he fought Tiago Santos a while back. But we'll see how that one goes. Um, I don't know John Phillips, so I don't really have too much of insight to give. Regarding that, um, let's see. Before I go further, I just want to discuss the Daikise versus Joe Duffy line. Joe Duffy's minus 185. Dikite is plus 160. I say that's probably accurate. I probably, I don't think I'll be putting money on that. I, I, I like Joe Duffy in that matchup. Even though Mark Diakise, I hope I'm saying his name right. Probably not. Probably butchering it. I apologize. He's probably the better athlete. Probably quicker. But I don't know. I think Duffy's scrappier and he'll get it done. And sorry for jumping back, but like I said before, I do what the fuck I want. Uh, next fight after Marshman and Phillips to start off the main card is Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts and Claudio Hannibal Silva. Interesting nicknames. I like Hannibal more than Hot Chocolate. But teach their own. Uh, Roberts is 16-3 in his career. Claudio Silva is 11-1. I don't believe I've seen either of these guys fight before I'm gonna check to see who they have fought in the past because they gotta they gotta fight some decent guys if they're on a main card on ESPN plus or at least uh, the UFC sees some uh, potential in them so another name stand out to me in Robert's past but he's had a decent amount of fights in the UFC some wins and losses but Six fights now, one, two, three, four, four and two in the UFC. So, I mean, the guy's here to stay. Uh, this guy, Roberts, he fought, looks familiar. But he got the win over him, but I don't know. Then we got Claudio Silva. Let's check his past fights. He's got three fights in the UFC. Well, he beat Leon Edwards. That's a by split decision. But that was back in, oh, damn, that was all the way back in 2014. So that was a long time ago. His last fight was versus Talib, May 27th, 2018. So about eight, almost, what was that, 10 months since his last fight? So we'll see. Um, these guys, out. this guy obviously has potential. He could be Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards is also on this card, and I'll talk about later. He's fighting Gunnar Nelson. Uh, that'll be an exciting matchup. So, I mean, this guy Silva's got to be a real deal if he knocked off Leon Edwards. Uh, maybe it was a bad decision. It was a split decision, but who knows. Um, 
So I had good shit on getting the, the main card uh, fight. Uh, yeah, the next one after that is... Is Nathaniel Wood versus Jose Quinones. And I believe I've seen Quinones fight before because he's got that handlebar mustache and those... Uh, those tattoos. I think I've seen Nathaniel Wood fight before, but nothing's really triggering right off the bat. Oh, I kind of rem- uh, remember. Yeah, Nathaniel Wood last fought a guy named. What's his first name? It just says Ewell. Well, at UFC 232, so yeah, I definitely watched that fight. Andre, well, yeah, and he got him by submission in the third round. And I think he, oh yeah, he messed him up, look at this. What? He landed 342 of 468 strikes, while his opponent landed 36? What the fuck? I think I remember, he fucked him up. Knocked him down twice, I mean, nickname's Prospect, so this guy's gotta be good, and you know, they put him in the main card. And I remember Jose Quiones, um, his at least fighting style. And this man can, this man can fight, man. You know, it's literally been a year since his last fight, so maybe I'm bullshitting. But I'm not. He fought Ishihara. Uh, I forget his first name. Is it Toyo Teroto Ishihara? And he beat him. The round decision. Uh, from what I could tell from just looking at the stats real quickly, uh, he I was gonna say he handled him at least for the stats, but Ishar had two knockdowns, so who knows? Um, I have to actually watch the fight again and actually recollect it, and I do not. But let's see what's lying Guiones is a plus 265 underdog Nathaniel Woods minus 325 so yeah they got a lot of people got um a lot of eyes on this prospect Nathaniel Wood and he looks like a legit guy um from what I remember and should be an exciting mashup before we get to the ranked fights for the night I'm really looking forward to these three fights um started off we got Vulcan Ozdemir, Vulcan No Time Ozdemir versus Dominic the Devastator Reyes. Uh, Vulcan Ozdemir, remember last fought Anthony Smith, who, of course, Anthony Smith just fought John Jones for the title. So essentially, that fight was for, for a title shot. Um, and I believe Vulcan was beating Anthony Smith, um, I think, all three rounds. And I would have. If I was a judge, I would have scored it in uh, Vulcan's favor. Um, but Smith ended up grinding him out. He had that lion heart and choked him out and get the finish and got propelled to the title shot. Um, I believe Vulcan probably would have had that shot if he had won, definitely, because he was either two or three at the time. Um, now he's ranked synth because of that loss, and now he's fighting a dangerous dude in Dominic Reyes who's fucking undefeated in the octagon. Undefeated in his career, 9 no. Just not that many fights, but this dude's really athletic. He's tall. He's six four, um, at the light heavyweight uh, division. That's pretty tall. That's about John Jones' size. He's got his length as well. 
Uh, the two-inch reach advantage. I think Osmio will probably be the stronger guy. Um, you know, it might not be a bad idea to take him to the ground, but I don't know how good his ground is or Reyes. And I believe Reyes played... He didn't play professional football, but he played in high school and college. Um, he's 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 an athlete. Uh, he's got yeah he's got eighty five percent takedown defense. So I think this one will probably be falling the feet, and these guys will be banging out. Um, Osmir has got some heavy punches. He's a strong dude. He can get inside. He could probably finish him. If Reyes can keep it outside, use his athleticism, move around the cage, he can get the finish. Um, I can see this one going either way. And damn, they got Reyes as a minus 265 favorite um, with Vulcan plus 225. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, although Reyes does seem a beast and he's an up-and-comer for sure. Who else has he, who has he fought in the past? Oh, fuck. He fought OSP. He beat OSP pretty good. Oh, he fought Jan Cannonier. It's pretty good. Beat him up, knocked him out in the first round. See, yeah, I mean, he fought OSP and beat him. I mean, OSP's former title uh, contender. You know, it still could be a title contender if he strings a couple wins together. So, I mean, Reyes is the real deal. Um, but uh, I think Vulcan will be that first step into into that next level. And if he, let's see, Vulcan's ranked 8th. So if he wins, man, he's right in there for, he'll be in there for, I mean, both these guys will be in there for a title shot. You know, maybe not right away. Maybe they fight Anthony Smith and then go for the title shot or one of those other guys in the top five. But definitely if either of these guys win a fight, they deserve definitely top five, if not top three, depending on the, how the schedule works out. So I, I look forward to that. Honestly, I'm even though I think Reyes will probably win, and if you had to ask me who wins 50-50, I'd probably say Reyes. Um, but I like plus 225 on Vulcan Ozdemir. I mean, the guy's been there before. He's done it before. Um, he knows what it takes. Uh, he's a strong dude. So, you know, he can win. He definitely is a win. That's why it's a fight and not, I don't know, anything else. <laughs> It's not like anything else in the world. So then we got the co-main event. I'm really excited for this fight. We got Leon Edwards, who's currently ranked 10th. And we got Gunnar Nelson, who's currently ranked 13th. Um, I think both the both these guys are top 10 guys for sure. Um, especially Gunnar Nelson. He just hasn't fought in a while. Um, he did last fight. Um, God damn it. Who did he just fight? He just choked out somebody. Pretty easily. Um, oh yeah, Charles Cowboy Oliveira. He beat him up pretty well. Um, before that, he had about a year layoff. So he fought Santiago Ponzinibbio. I'm guessing he got knocked. Oh, they're not telling me the decision for that round on the website for some reason. I'm guessing he got knocked out though, and that's why it took. Some time off because Ponzinibbio is fucking scary. That man throws fucking sledgehammers. But uh, we also got Leon Edwards. 
Nickname Rocky, didn't know that. He lost fought Cowboy, and he beat Cowboy. That was back in June of last year. Not too long ago, but definitely a little while. And Cowboy sloped way different since. Since then, man, Cowboy's fought like three times. At least twice. And he's looked better than he ever has before. You know what, let me check that out real quick. Man, I really... They just need to give Cowboy that fucking Connor fight, man. Give him that fucking money fight. Anybody fucking deserves it. He does. Let's see. Okay, so he's fought twice since... Uh, since he fought, uh, lost to Ian Edwards. Or Ian Edwards, Jesus. <laughs> I'm thinking of the comment, Ian Edwards. Um, it's a Leon Edwards. Definitely two different guys. Ian Edwards is a not a fighter. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super excited for this fight. Probably just if not more excited than the main event. I mean, I'm pretty excited for the main event as well. But I guess I'm equally excited. Uh, two really good fights, and even the fight before this is really good. I look forward to it. Um, Leon will have 3-inch height advantage, 2-inch reach advantage. Um, but I think Gunner will probably end up being the bigger and stronger guy in the cage, especially on the ground. He's got elite ground skills. Um, elite jiu-jitsu. Which you wouldn't think from a guy from Iceland would have elite jiu-jitsu. But it's the beauty of the game, beauty of the internet. It's been evolving and it's traveling around the entire planet. Um, see, I'll see, um, Gunner's not bad on his feet, uh, but I think Leon Edwards will definitely have the advantage, he'll have the athleticism advantage, not sure about speed advantage as far as straight up punch for punch goes, but he'll have, as I said, the athletic and probably the agile advantage, so his punches will appear more quicker because his movement will be more smooth and at least flow more naturally than with Gunnar Nelson. And I'm not saying his is bad. Like Gunnar flows really well and striking's good, but I think Leon has it has an advantage there. But Gunnar hits hard, um, so this is an exciting fight. Um, the line is Leon Edwards is minus one twenty five, Gunnar Nelson plus one hundred five. Um, so kind of a pick me there. Now I, f I don't know why, but Gunnar Nelson looked really good in his last fight. Um, versus Oliveira, he's a veteran guy. He's tough. Um, I don't know, just that Icelandic Irish roots, and that's where my ancestors kind of come from. So probably a little biased, but I think he'll end up getting the win, and so I'll probably bet a little money on him. Uh, and then we got the main event. What we're all here for is why it's in London. We got Darren Till, the star of the card, versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, until, of course, last fought Woodley for the belt. Um, and Woodley, you know, dropped him with one punch and then, you know, beat his face in for a little bit and rear naked choke him and got the finish in the second round, if I remember correctly. correctly. Um, Masvidal had been out for a little while, 
But then he just recently fought somebody. I'm pretty sure picked him apart. Who was it? I didn't pick him apart. I thought he fought. And I thought he fought more recently than. Hmm. So I stand corrected. Arne Masvidal actually lost to Wonderboy in his last fight, November. But I mean, that was November 7th or November 2017. So that was over two years ago. Um, I've had two November. I've had one November since. So he had about a year and a couple months layoff. And before that, he also lost versus Damian Maya. But he beat Cowboy. So, I mean, Masvidal's no joke. He's quick. He's got quick hands. Um, Nickname Gamebred. You know, he's there to fight. He's there. Um, put it on you, and it'll be a good, exciting matchup. Especially since Masvidal's been out for some time. Um, you know, if he beats Till, just reject him right in the title contention. Um, you know, and now that Woodley has finally lost the belt to Usman, this is going to start to be an exciting time, you know. It's awesome seeing champs going on a dominant run and just cleaning out the division. It's like, okay, he's the best, but it's even more exciting when who you think that dominant champ is and he's just going to beat everybody when they get beaten. Um, Because then all that fresh young blood starts to come up and they're like, okay, you know, everybody's human. And then we have all the fights in the world you can make. And there's so many possibilities. You know, and sometimes... you know, just for an example, like if we're talking about that same sort of uh, scenario, like Ronda Rousey, um, she ran through everybody in her division, everybody in the women's uh, bantamweight division at 135. Everyone thought she couldn't be beat. I thought that at the time I even watched the Holly Holm fight live. wasn't really too much of a fan. I just started picking it up, but I was like, oh, I mean, we know Ronda's going to beat her face in. Um, but I'd never seen Holly Holm fight before. If I saw Holly Holm fight before, I would have fucking known she was definitely going to win. Um, but maybe not, too, because Ronda always just, like, threw girls to the ground and arm-armed him. But she didn't try to do that with Holm. But, yeah, she, back to the example. Um, Rousey dominate division, but once she lost... At least as a fight fan, you know, not maybe mainstream fans and the people I follow around to Rousey and are trying to make millions of dollars off of her, you know, make movies with her. Um, you know, of course, they're bummed and straight up just Ronda Rousey fans are bummed because if the dominant champ loses, you know, that kind of stops the train. It stops the hype train. It's like, oh, OK, they're not the dominant champ. They can be beat. They are human. And. You know, I think it's nice to know that, but, you know, people in business want something that's sustainable and you can continually go to that fucking piggy bank and pull out some fucking money. Um, but that's just not how fighting works. That's not how sports work. That's why I think it's beautiful because that's an actual representation of life in the natural world and natural order instead of this manufactured business bullshit that people do. Um... But yeah, it's super exciting because, I mean, once Rousey lost, then Holm had the belt. And then she fought Misha Tate. And Misha Tate couldn't beat Ronda. She never won the belt. And Misha beat fucking Holly Holm. Who's the only person to ever beat Ronda at that point. And that fight was amazing. Um, 
you know, choked out home unconscious in the last seconds. And then after that, Amanda Nunes came up, fought Misha Tate. Amanda Nunes beat fucking, beat Misha Tate. And then, you know, she's beat all, she beat Ronda Rousey when she came back. Beat her face and beat her into retirement. Beat her into fake wrestling. Um, made her realize, hey, the sports have all passed you if you can't fuck a punch. You don't stand a chance. And now we know Amanda Nunes is probably the greatest women's fighter of all time. And if Ronda Rousey never got a head kicked by Holly Holm, I think we'd probably end up finding out sooner or later because Amanda Nunes probably would have been the next fight after Holm. Because I think she was, like, ranked fourth at the time. Um, So we probably would have found out sooner or later, but... um, Yeah... I think it's an exciting time at 170 now that Woodley lost the belt. I was a fan of Woodley, and I didn't think he could be beat. And if we go to the preview of my, I think it was my first, was it my first MMA podcast? I think I had a preview for UFC 236. Is that the last one that passed? Whichever one just passed. I think it's 235, actually. Yeah, 235. Um... I said I didn't think Usman had a chance, really. I I thought Woodley's wrestling was better. His his stand-up was better. I thought everything was better, but this one proved me wrong. And now we got a lot of great fights at 170. And to start it off, we got Till and Masvidal in this main event. You know, Till wins. He's back in there and at a title shot versus Usman. Probably after the Colby Covington fight. Because um, supposedly, I guess that's going to happen. And then if Masvidal wins, then he's right up there too. He's 11 right now, but if you rank the three guy, number three guy, you beat him, you got to at least be top five, so he'd be in that title contention. So we got a, got a bunch of interesting fights there. And I want to look at the... Because I got some time. Yeah. This be my longest episode yet. Well, fuck it, though. I'm going to take a look at the rankings at 170 real quick. Now we got Usman, the champion. Woodley, one. Colby, two. Till, three. We got Wonderboy, four. Is Wonderboy scheduled to fight anybody as of now? I think he is, right? And I believe RDA is free for a fight. Uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio might be. Um, so there's some good fights there in case uh, these guys win and don't get a shot right at the belt. Yeah, it doesn't look like... I don't know. But I'm excited. I'm excited for these fights. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I believe... How often do we have fights coming up? Is there one the week after as well? March 23rd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderboy's fighting Pettis, duh. Literally the next week. And then the fucking weekend after, we got Barboza versus Gaethje. Oh, my God. In Philly. I was almost going to go to Philly and see that live. But I got to do some other shit. Um, about two weeks off. And then we got UFC 236. Got a card on 420. Got a card on the weekend after that. Card weekend after that. Weekend after that. Man, there's fights like every weekend. I fucking love it. It's awesome. 
Um, definitely won't run out of shit to talk about. And we'll keep gaining knowledge. Uh, hopefully I'll know more and more of the guys on the prelims. You know, I will because I intend to watch every single one of these fights. Um, so I'm just trying to make money and have a good time. You know, I got time to celebrate every Saturday night and go out drinking. You know, that's for the birds. Um, it's not fun. It's fun sometimes, but every weekend, come on. You know, stay home. Watch people beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> but yeah, um, that'll be it for this episode. I'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.